Microphone test, one, two, three, one, two, three. Wake up, wake up, kids. It's Rad O'Clock with your hosts, Jake and Jesse, as they present another exciting adventure of pure and utter radness presented in full HD rad sound. Right now, it's time for Rad. And today, we would like our listeners to be all ears. <laughs> yeah, beat me to it. <laughs> I'm all ears. <laughs> Fucking love it. Welcome back. Good morning, everyone. It's Radaclock. It's Radaday. Yay, Radaday. How the fuck are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. We're, we're, we're like, what, two weeks late on this episode? But uh, <sighs> to be fair, we had a lot going on. We did. I mean, you know, it's no secret if you've been a long-time listener of this show. God bless your cotton socks and why uh, um, what's wrong with you yeah are you, are you mental <laughs> um yeah like we we have a pretty hectic lifestyle between the two of us you know between jake flying all over the world in his learjet and fucking uh yes that is exactly what i am doing <laughs> isn't it i thought yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. is it a submarine? I don't know. Yeah. What, yeah. And, you know, Je- Jesse's rock star lifestyle of snorting yeah, exactly. off asses and stuff like that. Exactly, dude. It's, you know, it's, it's hard. But, uh, you know, but when you... <laughs> That's doing, what okay. she said. Yeah, that's right. But we're back and, uh, dude, fucking so much, so much to unpack. So we'll try and smash into it. But, uh, dude, I was just... My, my first thought this morning is... Uh, well, it's it's not as smoky as it was yesterday in old Bris Vegas. Um, so the cloud of Mori is gone, uh, but replaced with the crowd of the, the cloud of radness. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't seem as bad as it was yesterday, but we did get a fucking banger of a storm last night. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like sitting here at work, uh, otherwise known as my living room, and. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'm sitting here and I'm like working away and I can just hear this like tinking against the fucking window. Uh, and I'm just like, what the fuck? And I'm like, it's fucking hailing. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Okay. And like, yeah, I looked out the back and yeah, it's just like, uh, okay, where did that come from? Like, it's kind yeah, of yeah. popped up out of nowhere, but cool. Um, I'll roll with it. You get all the rad stuff out your way, dude. Like, you know, when you get a storm, you get it right. It's fucking heavy. Yeah, but, like, half the time it just completely bypasses it. It's like, you know, everywhere else in Brisbane's storming, and it's just, like, mm. overcast here. I'm just like, yeah. oh, man. <laughs> yeah, crazy, dude, crazy. But, Wild. But, you know, when um, it happens, it's cool. Yeah, so on yesterday's episode, we, we uh, yeah, obviously unpacked a bit about uh, how much of a rad time we had it. Oz Comic Con, how good it was to see each other once again and just have a bit of fun, even though I was a bit of a space cadet, fucking on no sleep. But, uh, dude, we had a fun time. and It was so uh, cool. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, as you said yesterday, man, it's just like Comic Con's just, it's just good vibes. And, um, it is. Yeah, it was just very, very, very cool. Um, yeah, I, I, lots of fucking, I mean, God bless you cosplayers. Like, you just make the whole thing for How everyone. fucking cool are they? 
Like, I, I, I just so wish I'd gotten more photos of some people. I know. It's a bit stuff. like that. It's, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's a combination of um, you, you're a bit shy to ask for a photo or you don't want to come across as the creepy guy taking photos of all the, the cosplayers. <laughs> Can I take a photo with you? But there, 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 there were a few good ones there. Like, I missed a couple. Like, there was a dude cruising around dressed as Jason and a Michael and stuff like that. Yeah. I went to get a photo, but, like, the dude's walking away. He's like, you don't want to, like, grab his arms. Like, hey, can I get a photo with you? Like, you know, yeah. you like, if the opportunity comes up, it's like, I mean, the dude that was dressed as Rick from Rick and Morty was fucking gold. Like, that was pretty good, right? He was fantastic. Um, yeah. But, and there was a guy dressed as Dread that just looked, there were a couple of Dreads floating. I hung out with him. He was fucking cool. He there, came there across were, some comics. Awesome yeah, dude. There were a couple of Dreads floating around, which was very fucking rad to see. I had to pull him up because I went urban all the way and he just stopped, went, Fist bumped me, and we just, yeah, we just headed off, man. It was like fucking, yeah. I mean, his his outfit, it took him ages to put that bad bad boy together, but, you know, it was just such an immaculate fucking homage to the the dread of uh, the, the Carl Urban era. It was so good. Yeah, no, man, it was, it was rad. And there was, there was a really cool guy, uh, dressed as the Flash that was, I saw that. He was hanging out with like, um, I think it was Heatwave and Captain Boomerang. Like they just like <laughs> that was cool. caught up. It was I got a photo with them. It was very cool. Like yeah, they they were rad. Yeah, I mean that that's half the fun of it. It's like I, I just love that these people fucking just go to the lengths they go to to put on a good time for all of us, yeah, con lovers out there. And and it's just fucking rad, man. Like it's just honestly, it's so much fun. Like, if, yeah, if you, very, have, if you don't go, cool. you're missing out. Yeah. Cool. I had to laugh, though. Like, I, I love that our panel kind of, like, picked up steam as it went along. So it's like, <laughs> when we rocked up, like, there's, like, two people in the audience. I was like, oh, fuck, this is good. Yeah, be... I know, right? Oh, how are we going to fill an hour of bullshit with two people <laughs> here? And uh, if they get up and leave, it's like, oh, fuck, we're losing them. <laughs> but and that then, was cool. It was cool. Like, we, we sort of gathered more people as we went along. Apparently, because yeah. uh, Ree was chatting to a couple of people while she was, like, yeah. chilling up the back, like, making sure anyone that asked a question got uh, some of the cigarettes and silver bullets promo stuff oh, nice, uh, nice. apparently a few people were saying like they were having a hard time like finding the panel like that that chick that popped along like yep um that asked a few questions like towards the end there apparently like yeah. she really wanted to see our panel um damn i, I don't know why yeah. <laughs> maybe she had some rotten produce that she needed to get rid of I'm maybe sure. maybe she wanted to hold a sign up and go I hate Morrison too. <laughs> but yeah, she, apparently she was saying to Ray like she just had a hard time finding it because they sort of like since we were sort of up the back instead of we were sort of front. tucked away in the naughty corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which was good because like I mean oh, yeah. I'm cool with that because it's like we were near Same. the food and the supernatural car and shitters. So and Jakey you know, was a happy Jake. It was like it was like okay, I've got I've got baby from Supernatural over here and food to my left. And shit is to my right, so I'm I'm set. Like, I, I can make this and, work. And what of the food? What of the food? What, what? Give us your your Gordon Ramsay food. Oh, dude, I um, you know, it was Comic Con, so it was basically like whatever has the shortest line and isn't too expensive that I can get to. That's not going to take 
<laughs> too much time to prepare. It's like I want to say you're okay. fucked on both accounts. I'm just like it's midday. I'm hungry. I will kill someone if I don't get to eat. Uh, <laughs> what has the shortest fly is like, okay, fuck it. It's chips and nuggets again. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, the chips and nuggets were pretty good. Uh, fuck it. Oh, Over, that's all right. Overpriced is all shit because, you know, <laughs> that's how Comic-Con rolls uh, with the food department. But uh, What did they yeah. say? It's limited edition. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, what does this, do, the, do these nuggets like jack me off while I'm eating them or something? Like, they maybe do. <laughs> like, like, it's like, okay, uh, 16 bucks for chips and nuggets. It's yeah. a little steep, but you know, whatever, guys. You know what I love about also about the Comic Con? We were talking about comics on yesterday's Freaky Friday and, and just the glory of the bargain bins because bless those bargain bins. May they never die. They just, I don't know about you, bro. I, We've talked about this many a times, but every time I pick up back issues from the fucking, that beautiful era that was the, the 90s, I just fucking reminisce hard, dude. Well, dude, that swag of yeah. back issues that I nabbed, that I, I gave, yeah. I got for you as well. Like, Thank you. That dude was like, I'm like looking through the comics. It cracked me up because I'm looking through them. Yeah. And he's like, oh, they're all like five bucks each. I'm like serious and he's like oh yeah 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 i'm like what even like the trades and stuff he's like yeah 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 it's like excess stock got to get rid of it like you know wow and i'm just like okay <laughs> um mine <laughs> <laughs> the hilarious thing is that like i picked up like a full run of wildcats trilogy and stuff like oh stop it and um the funny thing is, it's like the guy's like sitting there and like Reese hanging around behind me and he's, he sort of goes like, oh, you sure you don't want to hang around and make sure he doesn't spend too much? <laughs> and he's just like, no, I don't care because whatever he buys, I get to read. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's just like, oh, no, sorry, dude. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking cool. Um, yeah, look, I mean, every time I, I've flick open a back issue i just think about how fucking rad the 90s was interesting segue here um (laughs) but like man i was just thinking about it this morning like fucking how rad all the toys and the comics uh and the cartoons of the 90s were and i I know we've talked about this a bunch of times but fuck it dude like i'm I'm looking at lists of toys of that era and shit of uh about certain year in particular 1992 Oh, I, I remember the cool thing about 1992 was that was toy wise. I remember grabbing um, the first Tim Drake Robin Batman figure that ever got Fuck yeah. like the the first one they ever did. Like, yeah, yeah. really, like you could get toys anywhere because I think I picked that up at like fucking. Franklin's or some shit like that doing the groceries mm. one day with my mum um, and I was like oh they've just got a shit ton of Batman Returns toys here it's like holy fuck they did a Robin like yoink yeah well that's the, the funny thing like uh, at, at that year like they had the action figure boom was fucking going off man the X-Men animated series toys were out fucking uh, the Crash Dummies dude you remember those bad oh, yeah, boys yep 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 Fucked off, fun dude. I love that you could pull them apart and shit. Um, and that was followed by the Mega Drive game as well, which is fucking rad. It was cool, it was fun. But uh, 
Yeah, like Elmo and shit. Gargoyles were out and about, like fucking um well I think they were. Um <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, I think I think they were. Yeah, you also had like Robin Hood Prince of Thieves figures still hanging around. Like, Dude, how weird is that shit? Like Spider Man animated series figures were starting to come. Conan. There was Conan the action yeah. figures. Yeah. There was some weird shit, dude. Like, there was all kinds of weird stuff. And and that was the uh, Super Soakers popped out that year as well. That's right. They did too. Yeah. And, like, did you ever did you ever get into the Super Soaker craze? Oh, uh, I had a couple, but um, yeah. I didn't really have anyone to sort of really soak with. So, you know, it wasn't as fun. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be much fun. But, um, man, the cartoons that popped out that year were crazy, dude. There were so many of them. <laughs> Like the fucking Adams Family cartoon. Fucking, oh yeah, uh, wasn't the Beetlejuice cartoon around that era as well? It was around that. Might have been a that, year before. Not, side not of that it. year, but it was around that period. Yeah, Batman the animated series. Um, if you can believe that shit, fucking Conan the Adventurer. Um, Eek oh, the cat. cat, dude, dude, Eek the cat. Eek the cat was rad. I mean, dude, for me, like, Eek the Cat was, I put that up there in my top three. Well, what was, of 90s. Was, it, was it Terrible Thunder Lizards as well? Was like part yeah, of that? dude. Because they were rad. Yeah, 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 that's right. That was great. Man, it was like, yeah, there was so many bangers. Um, well, if I remember correctly, that was also, like, I'm pretty sure, and I think it came out before then over in the States, but I think... 91 or 92 is the year the Galaxy Rangers hit over here. Oh, wow. On aggro. Fuck yeah. I remember that. That was fucking cool. Um, And also X-Men, the animated series, I believe, popped out that year. Which, yeah, uh, X-Men 92. No secret uh, which one's Jake's favourite. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I remember it was really cool because I, I, I remember it's. I think it really fucking sucks that that era's gone now. But I remember, like, you'd get up in the morning and, like, Cheese TV would be on. Oh, Agro would be on, like, at the same time. So if there was a cartoon on one that you weren't really interested in, you could flip to the other channel. And, like, Cheese TV had, like, fucking X-Men, like, The Tick was on there, which was oh. rad. Yeah, it was so cool. And one of my faves was Techno Man, which was a fucking anime series that, like, you know... Oh, got the, yeah, I vaguely remember, remember yeah, that. Got the Robotech treatment and got, like, you know, reworks for, like, Western audiences. And I fucking... I mean, I was in love with that series. Took me fucking mm. forever to track it down on DVD. <laughs> there are episodes floating around on YouTube. It's mega obscure, like, mm. over here. And I was just like, oh, man, like... <laughs> You know, you sort of go through that phase of like, this even exist? <laughs> yeah. Right. I just like dream it up. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and you know, Agro had like loads of cool shit, like fucking, yeah. And then you had like on weekends, you had like Saturday Disney and stuff like that. And oh man, like it just, I think it sucks that like cartoon, like block shows like that have just like fallen by the wayside nowadays. Yeah, it sucks a big one, dude. Like, um, yeah, and, and we're not sounding like fucking old man on rocking chair shit. It's like, I mean, you know, you watch some of these, like, for example, watch Eek the Cattle X-Men, the animated series, and then watch fucking any, any one of the fucking mindless dross that's out right now, 
and then come back and tell us we're fucking wrong. It's like well, you don't yeah. really like. I've kind of noticed you don't really get cartoons on shit. No, now. Like, animated shit. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah I, I don't even feel like you really get that. I mean, it's been a minute since I even bothered checking out free to air TV because yeah, dark. Yeah. But I mean, I was sort of like you know talking the other day with someone, and I was like. You know, shit like Masters of the Universe Revelations and yeah. like Young Justice and shit like that. Like, those should be on like early morning for people to watch. Like, that's how yeah, this is popular. Yeah, I finally finished watching Revelations too, dude. Like, that was a good series. Oh, so good, man. Like, wow. I saw the preview last night that they dropped for uh, the next series, Revolution. Oh, sick. <laughs> Like He Man fighting Skaglo, uh, who's yeah. voiced by Tony Todd, which is so fucking rad. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm just like, oh god, I cannot wait for this. Yeah, well, I, I finished uh, season two, and the big reveal at the very end of that, I was like, yes, about time. I was um, yeah. very excited. Um, yeah, because I'm pretty sure it Hordax popping out in number three. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, no doubt. Like, yeah, yeah, I am. I am hanging for Hordak to show up. And uh, I'm just like, I'm curious. Like, you know, is Shira going to pop out as well? Like, are we going to see that universe sort of cross paths as well? I'm kind of hoping so. Like, because well, I, I mean, Hordak really rad. Yeah, because I mean, Hordak was essentially Shira's enemy to as Skeletor was to He-Man. So it's kinda, yeah, it just kind of makes sense, right? Well, yeah, you'd think so. And I mean, you know, like Hordak and Skeletor have like a, a fairly, you know, big history together. So, yeah. who was your uh, pick out of those? Two? Like, who was your preference? Oh, I mean, I was, I look, I, I, lo- I love Skeletor, but I always thought Hordak just looked fucking cool. Like, it was just, man, rad. Hordak like, was like something like, I guess, I dare say, fucking Jerry Only and the Misfits would have gone, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you just had that fucking cool punk goth evil vibe going on. I was just like, damn, I'm in. This is fucking. But it was, I always thought it was kind of funny because it's like, you know, um, you know, in like, you know, if you ever watch the Shira cartoon, like, you know, she's just fucking up Hordak shit left, right, and center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you go over to Masters of the Universe and Hordak's like the fucking scary dude. He's like a competent version of Skeletor. Pretty <laughs> like, much, dude. Like, and, like he could do no wrong. Fuck Hordak. Like, yeah, Hordak's like, you know, he's he's the scary big bad guy. And it's just like, hang on, man, over in Shira, he's like fucking up left, right, and center. He's like, you know, yeah. he's just got a bunch of jackasses working for him, like, <laughs> just as bad as Skeletor does, like. Yeah. And even uh, he's, uh, I can't remember the, the sorcerer's sidekick he had. What, what was oh, Shadow, Shadow Weaver. Shadow Weaver. Dude, she was fucking, I, I thought she was more badass than fucking Evil Man. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, yeah. she was like fucking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, fucking, like, uh, that was that was cool shit. I mean, yeah, I'm with you, man. Fucking put that shit on morning cartoons for the kids, man. Fucking let's let's fucking reprogram those kids' brains and get them some radness in their lives. Oh, dude, totally, totally, man. Like, just you know, I, I don't know. I just I think it's kind of sad that like, you know, it, it doesn't feel like it's hyperbole to say that like we got to grow up in like one of the best eras. Like, you know, yeah. we we, we might have like you know. Us, us, us Gen X is just like, like our parents might have fucked us up with, you know, like just 
kicking us out of the house and just going like, come back when the streetlights are on. Don't get, don't get abducted. <laughs> but like, man, like, I don't know. We just, we just had like the coolest fucking cartoons, like, you know, great era of music, like, you know, great movies. Like, I don't know. You know yeah. Here's a flashback memory for you. Uh, young Jesse gets a brand new white BMX bike, right? And Jesse rides white BMX bike down the roads. Of, you know, he's kicked out of the house, come back when the streetlight's on. No, no worries. Jesse finds himself on a, in a brand new estate, riding around, exploring. And, oh, look, it's a brand new bitumen road. Let's ride on that, shall we? And it's freshly laid tar. <laughs> yep, you guessed it. Jesse returns home with a black tar-covered BMX bike with black shit all up his leg. Yeah, <laughs> mum wasn't too impressed. Yeah, but man, it's fun. Like I, I sort of think about like the shit that I used to get up to. It's like you know, like going and like breaking into like the wetland swamp area with friends yeah. and exploring that for the day like yeah. you know did running you ever go sewer, did you ever go uh, sewer crawling like no through those big sewer tunnels no 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 we didn't really have a lot of those around but like what we did do was like break into the um you know in those days the mental hospital asylum ah, yes. and uh you know just run across the rooftops and you know all that sort of shit all that good stuff <laughs> but it was so funny because like, i remember like um i vividly remember like uh me and a group of friends like like jumping the fence and getting into this like asylum and like, you know, basically crawling through like the swampy sort of bushland area to get up into the actual facility and get onto the roof and like going through there. And it's like just the amount of shit that's just like stashed away in the undergrowth. It's like, ah, there's a mattress with some really, really suspicious looking stains on it. <laughs> uh, what the fuck has been going on here? And of course, like, you know, you're a fucking teenager. So you're just like thinking like, Man, what if someone was murdered on that? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, um, that's fucking crazy. But I mean, other stuff like you know, me and a friend like going like, oh, we're gonna go for a bike ride and riding like the equivalent of like Redcliffe to like Chermside in length wow. to go into the city in Newcastle to like try and get to the comic shop to find the original Mirage Turtles comics. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, man, that was, that was the stuff of legends, dude. Like, those adventures were fucking cool. I, I mean, I know kids probably, you know, have similar adventures today, but I, I don't think they were kind of matched to the kind of innocence of what we had, you know? Like, I well, mean, yeah. our, our stuff's pretty innocent compared to what they get up to now, so. And, I mean, you know, we were smart enough not to fucking TikTok everything, so there was no proof. <laughs> exactly, dude. We don't Snapchat, fucking Instagram, and all that shit. We were just like... Living in the moment, fucking with uh, with our brains as our fucking camera, recording everything. It was great, good times. Um, but on that note, fucking uh, before before we time warp, dude, I just want to make a quick mention. Um, I, I know you, I know you're not a big AFL guy, but dude, this weekend the fucking the grand final for AFL. Yeah, I've seen a bunch yeah. of people uh, really psyched about it. I mean, I look, I grew up a Collingwood fan as a kid. I grew up with the Collingwood Grog Squad, you know. There is 
there is no life experience of like being fucking seven years old sitting in the grandstands with with the Collingwood Grog Squad. Now they they are the epitome of the Collingwood fans. Like they, the name says it all. And back then they were carrying eskies filled with piss, and we're talking <laughs> toothless warriors fucking slurring and singing every conceivable fucking offensive fucking rant that they could at the top of their lungs. And uh, I was fucking knee deep in this shit. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, those, those, I mean, that's the thing I remember, man. It's like, you know, as, as a kid, it's like, you know, like you, your parents like would like catch up with friends and stuff like that. And like, mm. You know, it's like it's the fold-out chairs and just like the esky just packed to the gills. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, and that was like the thing that parents did back then. It's like they just sit around the backyard and talk shit and get fucking hammered. Um, I know, right? It was great. And 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 us kids were free to run around and be dickheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) And you're like, and you're like, yeah, Dad. Oh, your esky's looking a bit empty there, Dad. I'll, I'll grab you another six pack. Here you go. You know, fucking happy days. <laughs> fucking no sweat. I'll just run off and play some more. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm fucking staying up late. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, you look I, at the time. I remember, going, like, my parents having, like, fucking card nights where they just sit around and play cards with, like, a whole bunch of people from the neighborhood. And it was just like, yeah. they'd just, like, sit there and smoke and drink and fucking... Mm do the whole thing and it's just like you could just pretty much do whatever the fuck you wanted like you know it's like yeah okay, that's cool. cool you guys are doing that i'm just gonna go sit here and watch basic yeah. things on tv fuck <laughs> yeah well like the, the reason why i bring up the afl grand final is because this morning i'm looking at the fucking news feed and there's fucking there's kiss fucking turning up at the mcg rehearsing for the grand final fucking halftime show i'm like fuck Dude, uh, it just gives me chills just thinking yeah. about it. Like, fuck, man. Can you imagine, like, how many people would go to the grand final in concept of watching the game just to see Kiss? Well, yeah, Just right. because they want to be there. Like, that's, how, that's how diehard some Kiss fans are. Yeah. You know, they'll pay the fucking 2000 bucks a ticket just to go see the 30 minutes or whatever it is of Kiss fucking playing the halftime show. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking crazy, dude. But um, yeah, wow, it's crazy. Uh, be- before we time warp as well, uh, yeah, dude, I just read Predator versus Wolverine issue one. Oh, please, please, please! I haven't read it yet, but I I want to know the Jake two cents it's on this. It's fucking rad, man. I it, honestly, mm-hmm. it gave me like. I don't know if you remember, because I think it was back around 92 as well, uh, yeah. 93, that we got the very first ever Batman vs. Predator crossover. Yes, um, I think I still have that somewhere. And this just gave me those vibes. Like, you know, they've set up the story oh. really cool for, like, you know, what's yep. going to unfold over the rest of the series. Um, and yeah, it just, it just, it felt... It's weird to say, and it probably won't make a lot of sense, but it felt special, like the same way that like Batman vs. Predator did, where it's like, oh, wow, this is something really cool that like, yeah. you know, hasn't really been done before. Um, yeah. 
and yeah, I just kind of feel like for the for the first like Marvel character versus Predator or versus Aliens thing, you know, there's going to be a fuckload more coming along. Um, I'm That's really, awesome. Really hoping that we get a Punisher versus Predator because that'd be fucking oh, rad. <laughs> and no, not the fucking new Punisher. No, not the new guy. Frank, give us OG. Yeah, give us give us Frank or nothing. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, yeah. it's really fucking cool. Totally worth, totally worth the read. Uh, I highly recommend jumping on it for anyone that Sick. is uh, sort of on the fence about it. Yeah, I can't say I've really dived into too much new shit of late. Um, just mostly horror stuff. But um, I think maybe it's something to do with I don't know Jake's little fucking present. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> but. Um, but I also have been getting some back issues randomly of um, Captain America. Um, oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was mostly around that time when, uh, you know, old Jakey gifted me the fucking uh, the, the Captain America versus Captain America saga. And um, I, Oh, I, yeah, I never... that, that, that Johnny Walker yes. trade that I gave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I never actually owned any, like, to my memory anyway, any of the Johnny Walker back issues. Yeah. So I've... I've picked up a couple just to read of the, you know, because Johnny Walker as Captain America is fucking a looning, loony, rate, fucking raving maniac, dude. It's, yeah, it's a fucking good read, dude. Just like reading him just beat the shit out of the uh, the Watchdogs gang and all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so that, that's kind of been my read, just fucking violent Captain America. It's been cool. Yeah, well, I pretty yeah. much just like, yeah, I, I got, got my new batch of comics yesterday, caught up on Green Lantern, which has been really, really cool. Uh, yeah, that looks fun. It's it's really good, man. Like, I'm really digging it. Uh, and then, yeah, just dove dove straight into Wolverine versus Predator, which was fucking all kinds of rad. And, um, yeah, I also read uh, Big Game Issue 3, and I'm just like, fucking, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but, like, I got to the end of the issue, and I'm just like, are there actually going to be any Miller World comics left after this thing, <laughs> except for like maybe Wanted and Nemesis? <laughs> maybe he's maybe he's the kind of guy that just like he goes, okay, Daddy's going to weed the garden, and then I'm just going to lay down new seeds and start some new stories. It's going to be great. I figure he's either doing that or he's going to pull something really clever out of his ass in the last couple of issues um like yeah so i don't know there's 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 definitely a plan in place for this thing but okay i cannot figure out what the fuck it is i'm just like dude i don't know what the fuck you're doing here but uh <laughs> i'm a little concerned yeah interesting yeah I, i'm 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 keen as all fuck to read it like I, as much as I'm keen to read uh, also The Ambassadors, that was fucking... Um, I didn't read the whole series, but what I read was fucking really cool. Yeah, I missed, I missed that one. I should um, I should grab a trade of it once, it once it shows up. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good fun, dude. Like, I love the concept. And again, Mark Miller, you're a fucking genius, dude. Fuck. Um, yeah, almost as much a genius as uh, Todd McFarlane is with Gunslinger Spawn. The gunsling is so good, man. Like, it's bro, so great. like it's I, I don't really read Scorched anymore or King Spawn or Spawn. Um, not because I'm not a fan. It's just it's, it's a lot of shit to fucking buy. On, and <laughs> you know, 
we're not exactly, you know, loaded. And unless anyone wants to sponsor us. But, hint, hint. Yeah, comic shops, we're looking at you. Um, yeah, but well, uh, I'm, Gun, I'm still reading. Is great. I'm still reading all of them, but I yeah. am kind of sort of starting to lose a bit of interest in Scorched. Um, and it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's not really holding my attention. Um, and, I, I feel I mean, like it's a big challenge to try and carry that many characters in one comic. Well, yeah. And it's sort of like, I don't want to be that guy, but it's kind of like it's it does get a little... Uh, it's sort of like I, I think you need a slightly tighter editor because it's like you've got characters that are like out of commission in Scorched, but they're popping up in Spawn. And I mean, like I don't, I don't mind doing the mental gymnastics of going, oh, okay, obviously this takes place before this and this takes place before that. That's cool. I can mm. roll with that. Mm. Like I'm, I'm used to that. I, I've been reading comics for years, mm-hmm. um, but it's just sort of like, ah, oh, I just, I don't know. It's just not holding my attention as much as it was. Yeah. Um, and King Spawn, like I, I haven't minded the last story arc with it, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know. This is this is one that could go either way. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Look, Spawn and Gunslinger, I think I will just sort of stick with because, yeah. One interesting but, comic I did read was um, Creed. There's actually a limited series uh, release of Creed. The yeah, the comic based on the movie. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. to be a few little ones popping up because I've noticed um, we've got an American Psycho comic coming up and yes, a Basic so, Instinct one. Um, yeah. Well, I, I'm not diving into the Basic Instinct. Uh, the synopsis didn't really jump out at me very good. But American Psycho, I thought, fuck. If, if we're continuing the saga of Patrick Bateman, I mean, I just want to read number one and just see where yeah. it's at, you know. Um, so I've signed up for issue one at least. But uh, – yeah, I don't know. It's interesting that they're bringing back a lot of these sort of movie, um, you know, movie series in comic form. I, I think that's cool. Yeah, what was the Creed one like? Okay, so the Creed one's, uh, look, um, short version, it's it's basically essentially a, a legacy comic. It's set like uh, 10 years or so after the events of, you know, Creed 3. So, you know, Creed's retired, his daughter... Um, at the end of Creed 3, spoiler alert, he starts, you know, kind of showing her how to box and stuff, you know, throughout yeah. the film. And a uh, little girl's grown up that, you know, she knows how to box and she wants to fucking compete. And uh, Creed, daddy puts her in the ring. It's, it's kind of your typical uh, rebellious fucking legacy story where daddy wants one thing, but daughter wants another thing um, in, in the boxing world. So, you know, our beloved Creed daughter fucking ends up in the underground fighting circuit um, against daddy's orders. So, you know, oh. daddy wants her to play safe and fucking compete against safe opponents. So, yeah, it's interest interesting read. Cool. But um, I don't know if it's something that I'm committed to. So, you know, yeah, we'll see. But, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't shit. It was good. Good fun. Rad. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of rad, fucking... Speaking of all things 1992, there's a fucking reason we're doing it. (laughs) We've waited two weeks to do this. (laughs) Shall we? Okay. So, here we are, 1992. And there was a movie amongst the many that fucking laid down the fucking smackdown. We're talking about Universal Soldier. 
starring Jean-Claude Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren, and a whole bunch of other motherfuckers who got less than five <laughs> minutes screen time. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. <laughs> well, this movie was sort of like, I mean, I remember when this came out and I was so psyched for it because this was Same. sort of like the Expendables before the Expendables. Because this it was really like, was. This was one of those ones where it's like, you know, oh my God, like two big action stars are yeah, yeah. teaming up to do a movie together. Like, yeah. holy fuck, how cool <laughs> is that? Um, so, yeah, I was really psyched for this. And I mean, I yeah. don't know if you remember, like, do you remember the whole, like, controversy of, like, Van Damme and Dolph getting into a brawl at, like, I do, like I do but remember like, that. Years later, we all found out it was totally staged to just promote shit for the movie. But um, yeah, yeah. at the time, that was in, like, all the fucking tabloid rags. It was like, oh, my God, fucking, you know, Dolph Lundgren and Jean-Claude Van Damme have fistfights on the red carpet. Like, yeah. But it, it's kind of like the same controversy that fucking... Um, you know, they, they talked about in Rocky Four when Dolph Lundgren was fucking, you know, having um having biffos with fucking sliced alone for real in the ring, you know. Yeah. Like I don't know, that, that that was the kind of controversy that sold those movies, really, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as a kid reading that shit, you go, Oh damn, that's fucking cool. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Like you're just sort of like, Oh wow, like um but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I remember sort of being a bit psyched for this because like, you know, it was like, oh, it was like, you know, it was sort of like, oh, it's based on a comic. It's like, I've never read any of the Universal Soldier comics. Um, uh, I still haven't. I know they exist. Um, like, you know, I think, I think it was pretty much like a backup sort of thing in Dark Horse Presents. Um, yeah. Much like Time Cop was and stuff like that. I've never read them. I don't know. I can't really speak to whether they're any good or not or how mm. much they differ from, like, the movie differs from the comics. So I'm yeah. not even going to really go there. Um, it's the same yeah. with the video game and that. Like, there, there was, yeah, there was a bit fucking, you know, uh, riding along the, the movie on, on the coattails of this. Like, yeah, the, the comics, but there was also the, the fucking video game. And um, it would have been cool if there was a cartoon. Or figures, like yeah, action figures would have been good, but um, that was right. Yeah, yeah, I I really dig this movie. Like I've I've always kind of dug this movie. I mean, I remember like fucking hanging for this to come out on video because yeah, I never got to see it at the cinema. Um, yeah, I can't remember if I did or didn't. I think I might have. Yeah, I I missed it. So I was really hanging for it to come out on video. And yeah. I remember, like, the gigantic, like, almost life-size standee they had of it for, like, video easy had of it. Like, <sighs> the second you walked in the door, it's like, Universal Soldier, coming soon. And you're sort of like going, oh, fuck, when? When, motherfucker? When, motherfuckers? <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. That was, um, yeah, That was, I remember the promo for this was pretty cool. Like, it was just that, that image of the glowing eyes of the, the, the um, goggles that fucking Jean-Claude and Dolph Lundgren were wearing um, and just the, the caption of Universal Soldier. And you just saw that and you, 
as a kid, you got it. Yeah, well, I remember that the standee they had was basically the uh, video cover and the DVD cover, which was, uh, well, and the Blu-ray cover as well, which was like, you know, them sort of standing side by side with, you know, the guns up in the air and the almost perfect, almost human, almost under control, like is the tagline in between the pair of them. And like, you know, Dolph's like fucking 12 feet tall and Van Damme's like four foot eight. So like, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, one sided there, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, interesting movie. This. Um, uh, do we dare do another synopsis? Do the synopsis. Do the synopsis. Soldiers Luke and Andrew's dead bodies are stored for a program that can re- resurrect the deceased and turn them into killing machines. Complications arise when they start having memories of the past. Universal Soldier released in 1992. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. What's really really interesting about this movie is, like, before we get into, like, all the, um, like, awesomeness of it, which there's a lot of. There's a fair bit. Is that, like, this movie, like, I feel, like, almost unintentionally, is, like, a really great study in and I feel like it's got like a little bit to say politically as well about mm. the Vietnam War and it like, does, the doesn't it? traumatic stress that Vietnam vets had, like kind of almost unintentionally, because I mean this wasn't like this wasn't like, you know, first blood where it was like, oh, this is definitively like, hey, how fucked up was the Vietnam War and what it yeah, did. Yeah. Soldiers. Yeah. This was like definitely marketed as like, you know, this is an action sci-fi extravaganza of like zombie soldiers kicking the fuck out of each other. Woohoo. Yeah. It, it sort of as it goes along, it like because I was when I was re-watching, I was like, this movie's actually pretty fucking deep when you kind of look beneath the surface. Oh, dude, like, it's, it's it's a deep it's one. Got a lot to say about how shittily the soldiers were treated and how fucked up the Vietnam War was and what it did to these people and mm. like, you know, with like even like Van Damme's whole fucking mantra through the movie is like, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. And like, you know, Dolph obviously has gone fucking completely batshit while he's been over in <laughs> <Yeah>. Vietnam. <laughs> well, he died batshit and he fucking comes back batshit yeah, to a degree, I think right? He was pretty fucking nuts while he was living as well. But, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I just found that really fucking interesting because it's something that I never really picked up on as a kid watching yeah. it. Like, yeah. I always just sort of went, woohoo, I want to see Van Damme and Stallone fucking dog yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, woo! Yeah. <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool and interesting. And, um, you know, even the way that, like, you know, these troops are continually exploited as, you know, they sort of come back. Yeah, which is interesting. Like it's you know it's basically this this top secret government fucking super soldier program, uh, very cleverly executed idea. Like the, yeah, they're basically like you said, Jake. The fucking they are the expendables expendables before the expendables came to fruition, well, yeah. and they basically go on these top secret missions to to do the the, the you know to do the fucking tasks that no other forces can pull off. You know and. And that fucking, uh, 
I, I don't know if you want to get into that part straight away or the fucking... Well, and it also feels like, you know, the way that they're portrayed to the media. Like, because I, I really like that this movie kicks off. Like, it doesn't go through, like, a big origin thing. It just kind of... Like, no. When, when you get to the present, like, there's a little flashback to Vietnam right at the start. That's what I'm like, talking to about. Basically yeah, yeah. intro it. But yeah. when, when you get to the present, it's just kind of like, no, the program's in full swing. And mm. I, I kind of dig the way that these like zombie soldiers essentially you know they're getting marketed to the public as like oh they're superheroes and we can't let you interview any of them because their identities are top secret to prevent their families and they're america's greatest counter-terrorism team blah 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 yeah which i thought was interesting oh like you know you kind of just bullshit everyone Yeah, and and it's kind of cool. Like you know, the stage is set early on, fucking in true Hollywood fashion. You've got you got fucking uh, terrorists taking you know holding hostages at the Hoover Dam. Um, yeah, it was fucking cool. Like great location to fucking kick off a movie. Oh yeah, um, dude. I mean, the production values on that are just rad because it's just right. like, oh wow, like you know. I mean, location look, is everything. Look at that. And, yeah. Bro, I've seen that shit up close, and let me tell you, it's every bit as awesome as it fucking looks on camera. You just, like, you're in awe, like, just how fucking incredible this is, like, the greatest feat of of a man-made engineering ever made. It's fucking mind-boggling. But, um, yeah, like, so yeah, many it- movies have been filmed at this. Well, and it just looks amazing. And I mean, like, you know, the Universal Soldiers all look cool. Like, you oh, know, they're, they're tackier and everything. Like, you just, like, as a kid, man, you're watching this, you're just going, oh, I just want action figures for these guys. Yeah. Bad. Well, like, I just love the way they, they fucking enter the scene in that fucking cool, pimped-out truck. Um, and, you know, and all the smoke blows out, and then you see the fucking, just the, the ominous presence of silence enter as the the soldiers exit the truck and uh line up and just fucking emotionless cold and uh ready to kick some ass yeah and you got ralph ralph moller in there as well oh, with them dude. who's like you know 30 feet tall and i mean yeah i, I mean i love ralph moller but he's just kind of like he's kind of like if you order arnold schwarzenegger from wish yeah <laughs> like he's, yeah. he's great but he's just like you know, every time he pops up in a movie like this, it's just like, oh, you just kind of wanted a Schwarzenegger type, so you just went for Ralph. <laughs> yeah, it really sucks, man, because I, I love Ralph. Um, I haven't seen much of <clears throat> Ralph in the movies, but I I always remember Ralph as just the kick-ass bad guy in Best of the Best too. Well, um, I, I remember him from, like, Gladiator and stuff, and he actually, oh, played, yeah. he actually played Conan on the Conan TV series. Really? Yeah, man, yeah. That's crazy, dude. Wow. It, like you say, Arnold Schwarzenegger light. Mm. <laughs> That's mental, dude. But yeah, yeah like, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's like, mum, I want Arnold Schwarzenegger. In a world where demons exist, namely one in particular. A demon so iconic, so evil, so malevolent, the name makes your skin crawl. Marcy. And it is only fitting that we mention a demon so iconic from the screen that these two demons meet 
head on. Yes, from the shitty studios that brought you no film that ever existed, and that other shitty film that never existed comes... Wishmaster meets Marcy. Never coming soon to a theater near you. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of like, Mom, Mom, we want Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, we found Arnold Schwarzenegger at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was kind of weird. Like, um, yeah, it's funny you bring that up because, I mean, there were, there were other actors as well, like, that, that made up the cast of the Universal Soldiers, like, including fucking, I freaked out when I saw fucking Zeus. Um, that, that's the only name I can call him by, Zeus, fucking turns up, who we all know is the, the iconic bad guy from fucking the, the Hulk Hogan era uh, in WWF. When, yeah. When those two collided and also the bad guy from No Holds Barred. Um, I've still got to watch that movie yet. But, um, yeah, fucking that, him, Michael J. White, I believe, was in there too. No, he was in the second one. The second one. Okay. Yeah, he okay. was in the second okay. one with, with Bill Goldberg. Wow, dude. Fucking hell. Which but, um, we, we will get into the sequels later because it's a weird franchise. Um, okay. Well, I'll let you I'll let you take the driver's seat on that one, dude. So um but <laughs> I, I have vague recollections of the sequel. But anyway, um back to this one. Yeah, we meet the Universal Soldiers, they all hop out, they're a bunch of ass kicking fucking looking zombie soldiers, and they just go in and surgically fucking dismantle these terrorists one by one. It's fucking and that fucking uh running down the fucking side of the Hoover Dam scene. Holy that shit. That was so cool, man. Like Yeah. I mean, that was that was crack team commando fucking G.I. Joe crazy cool shit going it on. Really it really was. Cool. And I mean, like, if you were an eighties kid and saw this in like the early nineties, like you were still riding off the wave of like G.I. Joe and Predator. And yeah, kind exactly. of gave, like the opening of this movie really gave you that vibe, which was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. It was cool as fuck, dude. And and um, you know th- those, yeah, that that early sequence, you know, like into the film was fucking awesome. Like seeing Ralph fucking dressed as a fucking handyman, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, Which was a terrible with... disguise for him. Cause like, oh, dude, it's like, like come on. Like your janitor is like eight feet tall and built like a brick shit house. Okay. And holding the tiniest little fucking toolbox, lunchbox, whatever yeah, you call it's, it. It's like, it looks like a wallet. It's like, oh, he's got a toolbox, but it actually just like in Ralph Moller's hands looks like a fucking wallet. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, dude, fucking. If I if I'm a terrorist and I see this guy enter the foray, I'd be like, <laughs> "Start shooting!" Oh, you? You'd yeah. be like, "You'd be like, uh, the Terminator's dressed as a janitor. What do I do?" <laughs> Especially when he looks at you. Like, if you you're, you're the terrorist, you're the dumb shit terrorist standing there, and Ralph Moller answers, looking like bullshit <laughs> hardware guy, and fucking he's just got that stone cold death look in his eyes. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like Ralph Moller's face. Like, I mean, look, he's probably an incredibly nice dude in real life, but he's just got a face that just looks like I'm going to fuck you up. 
Mm. Like, <laughs> he's, he's the kind of guy where you would never want to get his order wrong at McDonald's or something like that. Because he looks mm. like he would eat your head. He would, literally. <laughs> I said, Big Mac! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, I, I think you picked the wrong guy for the undercover foods. Like, okay. Same with Tiny Lister. Yeah, and same with yeah. Tiny Lister as Zeus, man. Like, you imagine fucking him and McDonald's fucking pointing up and he's going, yeah, I want that one over there. And they're looking at him going, which one? Because they're trying to look at his eyes and they're fucking, they just don't go straight. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, uh, 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 and he just goes, smash, pulverizes his skulls. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, there's a bit of love for these guys. And, you know, the sad thing I have to mention about Tiny Lister and Ralph Muller is they get fuck all screen time because it's dominated by the Van Daminator and fucking Lundgren, um, which is, yeah. you know, fucking no shots fired, dude. It's fucking, there's no complaints here. But, dude, they're equally as awesome. And it would have been great to see them fucking unleash some fucking hell too. But it is it is cool that like they've rounded out the supporting cast with yeah. guys like that who are so memorable. It's like they don't just blend into the background. It's like no no no, all these guys fucking stand out and yeah, look yeah. really really cool. Yeah. So I I feel like it really kind of it just helps make the movie even it more does. memorable because like you know you've got such a great cast of characters and. You know, it's kind of cool as a fan to always sort of want to be seeing more of them, yeah, you know? I agree. I agree. Totally. Um, but, yeah, that, that fucking early early on scene is great. The fucking, uh, you know, you just, you're basically introduced to these universal soldiers. They're, they're cold, emotionless. They kick the shit out of the terrorists. Um, and then we see the first of the dismantling of the mental state of Van Damme. Um, you know, when he proceeds down the line of all the hostages um, that are all assembled in a, in a very similar fashion to the flashback that we see early on in Vietnam. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, is the trigger that unlocks the memories, um, which I thought was very interesting and well played. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like the movie sort of really, you know, uses the post-traumatic stress that mm. a lot of the troops that went to Vietnam came back with. Exactly as, um, like, you know, very much a driving sort of plot point mm. for these guys. Yeah. Um, which I think is, you know, I, I don't think it's exploitive or anything. I just think it's like, you know, yeah, it sort of, like, has a lot to say about that. Yeah, I think so too, dude. Um, it, it's, like like you said early on, dude, it, it's not just the, oh, wow, it's Van Damme and Dolph Hunter, and it's like, holy shit, this movie's got a, a bit of a deeper story behind it as well you know deals yeah. with the ptsd of these soldiers and what they went through and they, they they're not just fucking soldiers back from the dead these are soldiers that have been really emotionally and physically fucked up and yeah. brought back from the dead well that's the thing it's just like oh you really didn't think this one through did you <laughs> yeah yeah like, exactly oh, 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 just yeah fucking... the suits the suits of the pentagon kind of um Made a bit of a doozy on this one. Yeah, it's just like, oh, you did not understand the assignment at all. Um, yeah. like, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll just bring back a bunch of emotionally traumatized, highly trained uh, killers that have, uh, you know, participated in this shitty war that kind of had no point. 
Mm. And uh, we'll just reanimate them and um, have them operating on American soil doing mission. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly yeah, exactly. go wrong? Like, exactly. Nothing bad could happen here. It's like, oh. <laughs> and, and, and you see, you see the, the beginnings of the cracks when Van Damme, you know, has the flashback and he just sort of, his eyes just beautifully tell the story as he turns around and looks at fucking Lundgren, who's still cold and emotionless. And you wonder if he's, you know, triggered just yet or not. You know, he's just playing it cool, just, yeah, I'm still dead, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I really got to give kudos to old JC in this one because I think he did a lot of some, some of, you know, some really good, like, you know, a lot of people have, like, you know, a lot of people... I remember back then kind of shitting on Van Damme. Like, oh, he can't act. He just, like, kicks really good. And, but, you know, you look at Universal Soldier, it's like he has very minimal dialogue for a lot of this movie. Mm. And he conveys a lot of shit that his character's going through just on his face. Like, I mean, especially when you get to later on when, you know, you see the reporter breaks in and, like, gets photos of, like, you know, old Ralph in his ice bath and everything. Yeah, the, all that shit was crazy. Like, that was some real deep X-Files shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, you know, they basically order, like, the reporter stopped and Dolph's, like, fucking drilling the cameraman and fucking he's about to shoot her. I mean, and that moment where Van Damme sort of, like, snaps out of it all. Yeah, and he's, yeah. Like, just go wide and, like, yeah. It's like, well, I don't know. That's some, that's some pretty good shit there. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Fucking kudos to JC on that one. Fucking, it, I, I think... Yeah, this is one of his an actor, one of his finer performances. Um, I put it up there with Lionheart. I thought, you know, exceptional acting on his part just to deliver that emotional quality. Oh, yeah, I mean that you know that time cop. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, know, those, yeah. Those actually, are some of his, yeah, some of his yeah, absolute yeah. standouts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so this is yeah definitely one of the better JC performances, uh, kicks and all. But um, yeah, that that fucking um, I don't know about you, but that reporter scene, fucking you know, infiltrating the, the black ops operation. And <clears throat> let, let's just look at that word, those words, black ops, right? It's the kind of shit that's watertight. Um, fucking, you can't break into that shit if you tried on your best day. <laughs> and here's this reporter just fucking just running in, like no security, no problems, snappy snap, take photos. Oh, look, it's a dead body in a fucking ice fridge. Oh, look, still no security. <laughs> snappy snap, you know. I mean, dude. Yeah, I, I don't feel like I don't feel like the Universal Soldier program was particularly airtight. <laughs> yeah, it was very uh, loosely secured, dude. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're talking about this multi-billion-dollar fucking operation, and uh, their security is basically, uh, you know, two dollar ninety-nine security from Walmart. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's it's laughable at best. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Old JC escapes, he's got his memory back and he's like, it's all coming back to him and he's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, yeah, and he, he, yeah, like you said, he just wants to go home, dude. That's his, that's the, that's his whole character's story for the whole movie. He wants to go back home, uh, find his family and uh, let him know he's, he's not dead, you know. And uh, I thought that was, a, that was a powerful piece of fucking um, story. Well, and I think the, the other thing is too that it's kind of like it's a bit of a domino <clears throat> effect because like the, the second he sort of has the flashback of Dolph going fucking batshit in Vietnam, like that which that is almost, that, crazy. that 
that triggers Dolph as well because Dolph's yeah. whole thing is like, I don't fucking, you know, I don't like traitors. And he feels like, you know, Van Damme's like betrayed fucking, you know, betrayed the army by not following orders in fucking Vietnam and now he's fucked off again. So, you know, Dolph starts fucking unraveling at that point as yeah. well. <laughs> Which was great. I I oh. love Dolph's performance in this. I fucking adore Dolph Lundgren in this. Like I I love him in pretty much anything. I think he's fantastic. But yeah. this is the movie where I feel like he really got to fucking let loose and have fun because he plays crazy so fucking well. Like, right. He just <laughs> like you know, and he just his character just gets crazier and crazier as this movie goes on. Well, and that's the thing, man. You only see a portion of that at the start, you know, in the flashbacks of Vietnam when you see him run around with the fucking, God, the fucking necklace of ears. <laughs> it's like, and just the amount of fucking mileage he got out of that prop. Like, you yeah, know, right. there was Van Damme's like, do you hear me? And he's like holding up this fucking <laughs> necklace full of seven ears. He's like, oh my God, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, Stallone and Schwarzenegger must have watched that shit and gone, hmm, impressive. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that would have been impressed by that shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, fucking hell, man. That that sequence where Van Damme walks in on fucking Lundgren, uh, fucking ripping off ears from, you know, fellow soldiers. Um and he realizes, oh shit, the boss is fucking crazy. Wow. I don't know about you. Uh, the 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 skepticism the skepticism I had was fucking. I didn't realize um, in Vietnam they had martial arts training to the extent of what Van Dam has. So. That, oh, well, that sort of you know, I mean, me look, there's, there's 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 a few little uh, moments in this movie where you're just kind of like. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but you know what? Look, I mean, and that that's not a critique on my part. That's just an observation. But, you know, I'm invested in the fucking, the fucking glamour of this film. I'm just like, yeah, I'm all in, dude. Because it's fucking good fun. Well, and... that's exactly it, man. It's like, look, there's a few, there's a few, like, gaping plot holes in this movie. There is, yeah. Trying to go like, ah, oh, but it's such a good time. You just find yeah. yourself not caring. I mean, like, the yeah. whole thing where it's like the Universal Soldiers, like, overheat and they have to be cooled down and that that conveniently gets forgotten the second that they get away from the hotel and Van Damme right. goes his ass. It's That's like, right. oh, I guess we're not overheating anymore? Okay, yeah. cool. I, I, like, oh, you just, what, you rip the sleeves off your shirt and that solved the issue, I guess. Yeah. Cool, radio. <laughs> on your, I, on, of, on your I had to have a good laugh. <laughs> I wonder if that's the producers saying, uh, we got to show off our boy a bit, <laughs> you know, or maybe that's in his contract. You know, you notice that like every movie since Bloodsport that Van Damme did from like Bloodsport through to like pretty much the end of the nineties, yeah. the dude showed his ass in everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, it's the, obli- it's like, you know, it's like watching a horror movie. Like, you know, that scene in Scream, it's like, oh, look, here comes the obligatory tit shots. Like, yeah. you're watching a Van Damme movie, and it's like, and he's going to get his ass out any second. I mean, and now. <laughs> they are the most clenched, tight ass cheeks I've ever seen on camera. So much so that it, it fucking inspired me to 
to to use um, to call a technique in in singing that I actually call the, the Van Daminator. You know, <laughs> like I, I have a vocal technique that I call the Van Dam. You know, and um, where you clench your ass like Van Dam. And- <laughs> well, I mean, dude, it's like Van Dam's ass. It's like you just kind of like you could like bounce dollar coins off that thing or like crack dude, I think it's bulletproof with it. Like you can shoot like- guns at it and it bounce off. That's the thing. It's like, I mean, dude, like, what? what is that? What do you call that? Like the turd cutter or something like that? Right? I mean, I feel like when he takes a shit, the thing would just clean slice. Turds would just, there would be no fucking Yeah, it's like a fucking ginsu. Yeah, right? It just goes chunk, chunk. Yeah, like crazy. Like, like so, I mean, yeah, sharp, I mean, yeah. God, God bless him. Like, I mean, you know, I figure if I had an ass like that, I'd probably want to show it off any chance I got as well. But it's like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it is pretty. It, it is pretty funny that scene where you know you see the whole back of Van Dam, or just all glistening, fucking yeah, oiled up and fucking yeah. It's it's all for the camera. Yeah, basically. he's doing his nudie run in the parking lot. <laughs> I'm like, mom, he's really shiny. Just keep watching, honey. <laughs> so every every mother watching this film is like, oh, yeah, 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 you can watch this film, honey. This is yes. great. This yes, is like great. I, think, I think I know how John claude built his fan base. <laughs> yeah, I think we all did. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, like uh the 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 fucking the the fucking cat and mouse chase through this whole movie once fucking uh Lund- uh Lundgren's character fucking wakes out of his fucking dead stupor as well that's fucking great man like <laughs> I, love, I, mean, I, I love Dolph's fucking uh dismantling of the fucking black ops truck man just that scene in the supermarket with Dolph is just fucking gold like you know the the fucking scientist is like kamikaze bombed the fucking truck with all their meds and shit like that, that yeah, they used to yeah. wipe their memories yeah. And the next thing you see is like Dolph dragging these barbecued Universal soldiers into a supermarket, <laughs> yeah. just going off his tits. Oh God, damn platoons falling apart! <laughs> yeah. And like, like you said before, dude, it's like th- this is where you see Dolph just really let loose with his acting chops. He's he's really in his element as a fucking crazy man. Well, I mean, that's the thing, man. It's like all we've really seen, like to this point, it's like. You know, we'd seen Dolph in Rocky Four, obviously, where, yeah. you know, he's just like, you know, stone-faced, stoic fucking Russian death machine. Says less than five words. You know, and then, like, you know, we'd seen him in Masters of the Universe where it's just kind of like, oh, he's, you know, He-Man but drunk. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah, laughing. No, no shots acting, at Masters yeah. of the Universe, like, love no, it. No, no, like, great you know, move. Not, Listen not. to our episode. <laughs> You know, Dolph's not like putting on, his, putting on his best there. Uh, you know, we'd seen him in a Bond movie where he didn't say shit, he was just a heavy. Um, yeah. and the Punisher, where it's like, you know, he pretty much didn't say much either. Yeah, um, that's right. And it was I think we'd seen Dark Angel before this, or I come in, yeah, first, which you know was great. It was kind of on par with the Punisher in style of acting as well. So, well, that's um, the thing. I mean, I come in peace or Dark Angel, whatever you know it as. Like, great movie. I love it to death, but it's yep. very much uh, just kind of a sort of prototypical early 90s action movie. Like, Dolph's just kind of like, you know, oh, yes, I'm the rebel cop, you know, kind of thing. Um, 
So, I mean, and I think Showdown with Tokyo was after this. Like, I think Yeah, I think it was a 94 film, so yeah. 93, 94. So, I think this movie opened up the acting opportunities for Dolph as a, more of a lead actor, even though he'd done some stuff before with Dark Angel and, and, um, and The Punisher. But this was more... Yeah, let's see more of that character. That's well, cool. it's, it's really the first time we'd seen Dolph play a full tilt bad guy like a Which full is fucking great. crazy yeah. ass bad guy yeah and then he just really lets go with it like you know yeah absolutely i um, always love that like that that supermarket scene where he's oh, like you know dude, just was going great. off at the public and i mean again like you know this is kind of like not to get too deep with it because it's a very fun scene but like mm. you know looking at the undercurrent of it it's like this is a traumatized veteran who is just kind of like giving the American public that he's risking his life for and stuff that, you know, don't appreciate him and whatnot, kind of giving him what for, where he's like, you know, I kick ass and I kick ass. And, you know, he's doing that whole speech and he's just great. And he's just like going off and just raging at these people and, you know, shooting security guards and Hey, why not? (laughs) Coming soon, Nether, to a cinema near you, Marcy the Spectacular, a movie never to be seen, never to be heard, or never ever to exist. Coming soon to a screen not existing near you, action-packed from start to finish, featuring your least favorite star, Marcy. With a soundtrack complete with all the Smith's classics, include that song that you fucking hate, that other song you fucking hate, and that other fucking song you hate. Yes, all this and more on Marcy the Spectacular. Proudly brought to you by the makers of shitty products such as gamma radiation. Nah, that'd be just too fucking cool if it was gamma radiation. How about we say toxic waste? Yes, toxic waste. Actually, no, Troma would have something to say about that. Anywho, you get the idea. It's shit. And Rotten Tomatoes would probably give it a negative 4,000 out of 10. Yes, that's right. Do not see this film. Thank fuck we don't have to ever see it. Ah, uh, those beloved gremlins are back. Ah, oh, fucking morosites. Um, fucking morosites. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, you know, get, get back to the supermarket thing. I don't mm. know where we were before the Morrissey jumped in and fucking killed us. But, like, yeah, it's just, like, really, like, you know, the rage of, like, this soldier, like, raging against these people and, like, fucking, you know, going off, which is, mm. you know, kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was one of many fucking great scenes in this film where you see the craziness, uh, you know, personified. Uh, you see, you know, a lot of... A lot of really cool moments with Van Damme's fucking emotional state, especially when he is reunited with his family as well. Um, yeah, and I thought that was all, nice. all of that stuff's great. Like, you know, that, that, like, you know, it's very much like, yeah, it, like, again, it's like, you know, very much that whole Vietnam thing where it's just like, hey, he finally gets to go home. And then, like, you know, yeah. Dolph shows up to fuck up the proceedings <laughs> <laughs> in true Dolph style. Uh, driving that big ass black truck, which I think is a fucking rad truck. And, 
I wish that I'm with you, man. They should have put action figures out of this. Oh, they so they so should have. The truck is a playset. You could put all the action figures in the playset, and it would have been great. Well, and I mean, it's it's really interesting too, like visually, because it's like by the time we get, you know, to the end where like they've escaped, you know, there's a whole great hand, doll fucking hand grenade throwing scene as they're like yeah. chasing each other. It's like, oh, are we having fun yet? <laughs> I love that line, dude. So like, it's fun. so cool. Um, yeah. But like, you know, the, the, the cool thing is that like, you know, visually, like you just see Dolph like becoming more and more unhinged. It's like his uniforms kind of like back to like Vietnam era like, gear. Like he's got the headband on. He's got his fucking ear necklace and like it's fucking crazy well, shit. That's, that's, that's pretty much the interesting thing is that their, their, their um, physical personality per se, it picks up basically from where they died. Yeah, so, well, that's that's exactly it. Like they yeah. pretty much like, you know, the, the, as, as they lose their programming and like the memory wiping wears off, they just basically mm. revert back to what they were before they died. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, yet somehow their bodies aren't rotting, but okay. No, I know it's interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> muscular form stays intact. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> what? I wonder what fucking workout program they're on. <laughs> Got me, fucking vitamin supplements. <laughs> yeah, right. Human really program. good ones. But yeah. Um, yeah, so you know, we get the great, the, the very epic fight in the rain and fire oh, and everything dude. at the end yeah. of uh, you know Van Damme's family far, uh, farmhouse. Um, yeah, between between the two of them, and it's like you know, like Van Damme's personality is like really started to come back at that point because he's dropping a few one liners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is always a welcome pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's like, you know, okay, Dolph's had enough of the fun. Like, it's time for me to get on in on the action. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I mean, so the crazy thing is for me is that like the sequels for this movie. Um, so it's like, you know, at the end of this movie, Dolph gets fucking thrown through a wood chipper. Well, yeah, because it, b- before this point, he's he's injected himself with the fucking the super soldier serum, yeah, and then Van, he's kicking the shit out of Van Dam, and then Van Dam just at the last minute before he gets the shit kicked out of him, injects himself with super soldier serum, um, which is nowhere near the dosage that Lundgren has, but he's able to kick Lundgren's ass, yeah, uh, which is kind of superhuman in itself well yeah and he, yeah he, like you he say, does have the power of the mighty van damme kick so you know he does and <laughs> he kicks him as you say into the wood chipper yeah which, so um yeah go for it at, at the end of this movie um aside from the fact that you get body count on the closing credits which is fucking awesome it's so good <laughs> it's just like oh god yes um like as if the movie couldn't get more awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, no, this is like, yeah, you thought that was cool? Well, we're going to end it with body count. <laughs> body like, count in the house. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, you know, Dolph gets minced at the end of this movie. I mean, fucking pureed. Yeah. <laughs> so... The, the interesting arc of the Universal Soldier franchise is that you get a sequel uh, in which Van Damme is apparently just A-OK, fine, has his memory back, no side effects, no nothing, is working for the government, training a whole new batch of Universal Soldiers, 
led by a psychotic Michael Jai White and Bill Goldberg. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, it's like all the character stuff that you did in the first Universal Soldier. Yeah, fuck that. He's just Van Damme in this movie. He's wisecracking. He's like, you know, just doing his Van Damme thing. Then you get like a Universal Soldier movie after this that had no Van Damme at all. I can't remember who was in that one. I don't think I ever saw it. No. Then I think the fourth one, you get Universal Soldier, the return uh, or the return or retribution or something like that, where Van Damme and Dolph are back, but Van Damme's been completely memory wiped again, and Dolph has somehow survived a fucking wood chipper with his memories intact. And, you know, these two are just at war with each other again in, like, I mean, Chernobyl or something. How does that work? That, that well, just blows my mind. I was discussing this with Ray the other night, and I'm just like, how the fuck do they bring Dolph back? It's like... I mean, did they jigsaw the fuck out of him? I'm like, that's a lot of super glue. Yeah, you know? Right? Like, um, and Ray's just like, Oh, when was the last time you saw it? I was like, oh, fuck, you know, probably about 10 years ago. Yeah. And she's like, like oh, same with me. She goes, but I think there was something in there about them being cloned. And I'm like, right. oh, okay, well, that okay. could explain it. Because, like, Van Damme's character is completely different. And he's, like, having all these memory flashbacks and shit like that. And it's just like, right. this series is so disconnected. It makes the howling look like the Star Wars saga. Like, wow. <laughs> It's crazy. Um, it's it's kind know. of one of those bizarre franchises of the many franchises that came out of the 90s of those sort of action films. Like, there was just so many where it's like, fuck, we're up to five, number six. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, Kickboxer. Like, kickboxer. I was literally going to say Kickboxer 5. It's like, uh, this has zero to do with the original Kickboxer at all and is basically just a Mark Dacoscus action movie. And, I mean, Pretty no one's... Much. No one's complaining about a Marcus no. action movie, but it's no. like you just called it Kickboxer 5 because you were worried no one would see it otherwise. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> like, the smart thing they, they tried to pull off in number two was because I went to the movies and watched number two thinking, oh, cool, cool. Number two, I loved the first one. And uh, at the start, you know, Tong Po's killed Van Damme, you know, shot him in the back alley after the fight, you know. So it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't even see Van Damme. You just see his dead corpse on the ground. So, you know, that sort of, you know, covers up that that aspect of yeah. putting Van Damme in the film. So he's Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, if, if you're going to, like, if you're going to, like, do a disconnected sequel, at least, like, do some reference to the original. Like... Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you get these movies that are just, like, this has got nothing to do with the fucking series. Like what yeah (laughs) yeah it's um yeah so i I don't know i i can't say i've seen all of those universal soldier films i think i saw number two and i kind of just yeah i it wasn't memorable for me so yeah no all all i really remember about the one with michael jai white and goldberg is it had a pretty fucking good soundtrack uh i think it had crush Em by megadeth on there nice led for days by static x um sick, sick. and I, i'm pretty sure there's like clips from the movie in one of the music video versions for crush okay. by megadeth, which is like one of my favorite megadeth songs like it's, it's gold but um <laughs> Yeah, it was just, like, uh, really disconnected films. And, I mean, the the weird thing is I feel like each of the movies are 
perfectly fun and watchable on their own. I do remember the one where they brought Dolph back was like really gritty and like kind of like fucking, um, you know, it was like, oh, we're going to do the Dark Knight Returns of Universal Soldiers. It's like, oh, okay. Interesting choice. Mm. But uh, well, yeah, I, so, I, I mean, think look- that's, that's the mindset you have to take watching these sort of films. You have to sort of eliminate the the concept of anything making any sense and just yeah, watch you it just first. Gotta- not expect any continuity yeah. and watch yeah. it for what they are. And yeah. I mean, I kind of like, I kind of tend to do that with some stuff like the Highlander series. It's like, yeah. I kind of disregard Highlander two Cause that thing's a fucking hot mess. But like <laughs> when you get to Highlander three, you can just sort of go like, okay, well this works as a sequel to Highlander. If I just kind of go, all right, well he didn't, you know, win the prize he wasn't the last one left at the end of the first movie just kind of like just disregard that bit and everything else works fine yeah and i think it's the same with universal soldier if you just kind of go like okay well yeah there's a universal soldier program that happened and van damme was part of it and okay go (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and and that would have made more sense if it was just like okay let's make reference there was a program we've you know reopened it years later you know that that that's kind of the general gist of what some movies that have attempted to do legacy they've they've yeah. executed quite well in that aspect. So yeah. that would have made more sense. But dude, at the end of the day, the first film fucking throws down with the best of them, and it's a fucking kick-ass film. Oh, it's a, it's a great film, and you, you know, just a great like you know, great concept, like you know, loads of fun. Um, you know. And I kind of feel like it's a concept that, like, they really could have gotten so much more out of if they yeah. given it a bit more attention and care going forward instead of just kind of going, oh, we need an action movie. Oh, we haven't done a Universal Soldier in a while. Give him <laughs> See what he's doing. See if he wants to come back and do one. And yeah. that wrestler guy's popular. Let's get him in there. And uh, <laughs> Michael Guy White, that guy's on the rise. Let's let's grab him. See what he wants to do. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. kind of like that sort of like, yeah, we need some cash. We need an action movie. Let's do another Universal Soldier. Like, you know. But end of the day, the first one, as we said, is fucking great. Loads of fun. Uh, we'll probably make you want to listen to Body Count when you get the closing credits because it did. Which me. is interesting. <laughs> I, I, you can imagine 1992 kids listening to fucking to that track like us and going, "Woo, let's go to the let's go to the fucking uh, let's go to the music store and get Body Count. This band sounds awesome." <laughs> track like Cop Killer, fucking there goes the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. It's like you're not listening to that cop killer album, are you? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Teen Rebellion would have fucking skyrocketed from that. But um, yeah, man, fucking good times, man. But um, before we wrap up, man, fucking Blu-ray, uh, no doubt, is a fucking banger. Yeah, there's a really good Blu-ray release uh, of it that I'm pretty sure you can get from JB. It's it's pretty much easy to find these days for like ten bucks. Um. Uh, if memory serves, it's got like some trailers on there and a couple of other things. I do remember the Blu-ray for the one with Michael Jai White and Goldberg. Uh, not the Blu-ray, the DVD being fucking stacked in comparison to the original. Um, it's a shame the original doesn't have some cool behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, well, I think it's got... Um, if I remember correctly, I would have to have a look, but I think it's got a little tiny featurette, a trailer, and... Um, that's about it. Like it's not, it's yeah. not mega stacked, but uh, I live in hope that someone will um, eventually, like you know, g- 
get a hold of it and do a, a whiz bang release like Arrow or someone like that. But yeah, um, it's still it's still totally worth getting. Like it's great watching it. Uh, the quality looks fantastic on Blu-ray. Like you know, the picture looks great. The sound is brilliant. Um, you know, aspect ratio looks really nice. Like I mean, especially like if you sort of remember this movie from VHS and like seeing it like full frame and everything and like just going like, Oh wow. I mean, those Hoover Dam sequences in widescreen, like the proper aspect ratio look balls, Like so, yeah. so great. So much scope. So yeah, definitely worth grab. Fuck yeah, dude. Fucking fun episode, dude. That was fun. It was. I loved it. It was. And all. Morris it was. And all. Yep. Good fun. It's, it's um, attacking us to trying to stop his uh, invasion of Brisbane. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, even though it's two, uh, two weeks late, we fucking did it. And uh, yeah, um, fucking good times had by all. And uh, the stage is set for a fucking banger next week. Next week, it's Eddie Murphy time. Eddie Murphy. Yay! Central Jackson. <laughs> Fuck you, Eddie. <laughs> Fuck you, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> we suck my bad. Suck my dick. Fucking Joe Frazier. <laughs> Joe Lewis. <laughs> oh, dude. Good times. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of Rick James jokes next week. Oh, dude. It's going to be a lot. Show Charlie Murphy your finish. Yeah, it's going to be horrible. Horrible fun. But, um, yeah. It's Charlie Murphy. What is the yeah, face? Slap. <laughs> Oh, uh, fuck yeah. But um, have yourselves a rad weekend, everyone. Fucking, yeah. Yep. Enjoy. Like, subscribe, do the thing, spread us around like a, you know, a fucking joint at a party or whatever the hell it is you kids do nowadays. Yep. And uh, have yourselves a fucking kick-ass rad weekend and we shall see you next week. We will. And yeah, till then, fucking stay rad. Adios. Make it in your necklace. No more Mori. It'll uh, it'll cure your ills.